Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. That connects with his audience. Gary has had the privilege to perform at the Tennessee State Fair, the Rocky Gap Music Festival, and the CMA Fest. He has opened for several greats, and we're also going to be talking about his new project and why he decided to dedicate it to his brother who recently passed. Gary, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, thank you for your time, Ed Curtis. Why don't you start off by giving the audience a little bit of background about yourself, anything that you might want us to know. Well, I'm actually from uh, the Pittsburgh area. Lived about, I live about 40 miles east of Pittsburgh. I have had music in my blood since I've been a, a kid. It, you know, they said I could uh, dance before I could sing. And once I could talk, that's all I did was sing. So I've been singing a very long time. But up on country music, my dad listened to country music. Um, nobody really in my family is too much uh, musically inclined. Um, my immediate family, some of my cousins, you know, they've been in bands and stuff like that. And I've always been intrigued by country music. I've tried other types of music through the years. It's just I feel at home on, you know, with country music. It's it's where I feel comfortable. It, you know, it's sort of I just like I, I love country. My voice is suited for country music. So all through, you know, grade school, I was sort of a backward kid. I didn't um was I was a little shy when I was younger. And uh maybe that's why, you know, I went to music and sort of my place to escape and you know, I was sort of a loner actually. So, you know, I went through school, went through high school. I did join like the, the choir and the ensemble and stuff like that in high school and went to college. I have a bachelor's in um, business administration and marketing. And, you know, I was involved in the theater there and musical groups there. And uh, my first band, actually, I, I was um, probably 15 years old. I used to practice at my mom and dad's house in the basement. Everybody else in the band, they were like in their 20s and over. And, and I, you know, me and I had a, a girl that sang with me. I, I like duets, so I'm a little partial to them. But uh, I always had a girl singing with me. And we were both young. And my parents always had to go everywhere we sang because we sang a lot of the clubs. And, you know, like the Polish club and Italian club and what have you, VFWs and stuff like that. But what's my parents always had to be there because we couldn't be in the bar. We was allowed to be up on stage singing, but we really couldn't be in the bar. Even I know one place we played, they said we had to go outside on our breaks and, you know, nothing like sending a 15 year old out in the dark in the middle of the, the night just to, for our breaks. But my parents were there. So that, that was like my first bands I was in. I haven't really quit except for one year I did quit, but uh, we'll get to that in a bit. So uh, after college, I, you know, I was going back and forth to Nashville and was down there, lived down there for a little bit and played all the clubs and had some showcases and, you know, nothing ever really happened. That's when I played the state, Tennessee State Fair and the CMA Fest, which was absolutely wonderful. I, I sang on the outside, like when people were going in on the streets and stuff like that. But that was real, 
that was an exciting time. So I moved back from Nashville and sort of was discouraged and decided to, um, uh, maybe I shouldn't do this, you know, and got a real job and just, uh, I wasn't happy. So I took about a year off of music and I really wasn't happy at all. Um, I started getting miserable and short with people. And so I decided, you know what, music makes me happy and it don't make it, it doesn't make a difference if I make it, if I don't make it. Thing is, um, I want to create, you know, I want to, you know, sing my songs and I want to sing, you know, cover songs too. And I didn't care if it just went to my basement and didn't get any further and because it made me happy it's it's part of who I am and when I quit I said I guess I sort of lost a part of me so I know I'll, I'll be singing until the day I die I I just I just love music it's like I said in my blood so I started doing some little gigs and stuff like that and decided to start um, um, I did a couple smaller CDs prior to that but this I have two pro two two uh, CDs out there now. One was a Christmas CD I put out in 2019 and then my current project, which I, I'm sure you have some questions about that. But that sort of led me up to um, to where I am now. You know, I did um, started singing at a place called the Palace Theater here in Greensburg and opened up for a lot of different um, people like you mentioned. And, you know, that's something that, you know, you, you can't get from these virtual concerts that a lot of people are doing now because they have to is that one-to-one -one contact with some of the great you know the great singers and the great songwriters and um i think well let's talk about those yeah. those great singers and songwriters tell us who they are and how did you actually get to open up for those okay um people some a few of them were just uh like different uh, organizations in the area that were having like fundraisers and they would have some different people come in that were bigger names and I would open up for them. But most of them were through the Palace Theater, which is uh, right here in Greensburg. There was uh, Latshaw Productions um, contacted me and asked me if I'd want to open up. I believe um, one of the first ones I opened up for was um, Dwight Yoakam, I believe. That was, you know, really exciting, I, you know, and uh, from there, you know, every time they needed an opening act, they would give me a call and I always have always have like a band behind me. And and when we're doing something like that, uh, you know, I do some small gigs here and there. Just me and another a girl here that um, is a friend of mine and sings with me. But meeting those people, um, Dwight Yoakam, Travis Tritt, Lori Morgan and Pam Tillis, I opened up for both of them. They are the sweetest. I have nothing but good things to say about them. They were just so awesome and inviting me to, you know, do my autographs when they did them. And we had pizza before the show and they come knocking on my, my dressing room and they're saying, Hey, you want to come have pizza with us? I'm like, yeah, you bet. I, I do. <laughs> they were awesome. Then there was Ronnie Millsap. He was, the, when I opened up for him um, last time, he um, was a little under the weather. So I didn't really get a chance to speak to him or talk to him. Crystal Gow, I opened up for years ago. And most of that's all through the Westmoreland Cultural Trust here in the area, too. So I do a lot of things for them, too. So that's sort of how I got to open up for those those great people. And I'm, you know, honored. I'm, I've always wanted to sing at the Palace Theater when I was a kid. And, you know, that's um, one thing off my bucket list, I guess you could say. You know? 
Well, let's talk about your latest project. Talk about dedicating it to your brother. And also talk about how your top track was written by a Grammy Award nominee. How did you manage that one? <laughs> I think it was... Tell us the name of the project as well. Yeah. I tell you, when I, when I first started doing this project at Tonic Studios in McKeesport, Doug Casper and my producer, Brian Cole, I told him I, I sort of want I want to, I was thinking about dedicating it to my brother who I lost like three years ago and um, we were really close and, you know, it's really hard on my family and my parents, you know, I, I feel for them. They go through, through it every day and, you know, we all do. And one thing is I spent a lot of times with my parents because they sort of helped me at my business, my business here. And, so I get to see them a lot and we talk about my brother a lot, but I wanted to do something in his memory. And I mean, this is what I love to do. And so I wanted to dedicate this to, to him and started doing the, the songs and then I just wasn't jiving. Like, how am I gonna, I want to dedicate it like with a reason behind it or some attachment, not just a, an album and his name's like, you know, this is dedicated to, you know, Dennis Pratt. I wanted it to have some kind of meeting and it wasn't connecting. It was like, I don't know how it's going to make sense for me to dedicate this to my brother. I'll tell you a little bit about the songs. We did 10 songs. And uh, the first song is called You Gotta Jump In. It's a song I wrote about actually being a little backward and being scared to go after your dreams and maybe even just being scared to ask somebody out uh, or to go for that job interview, whatever it is. Uh, this song is like, you know, you got to jump in. You just got to go for it and, you know, get out of your comfort zone because that what's, that's what makes you grow. And through the years, I've seen that. If I could, if I known that then and had the courage to get out of my box a little bit earlier, I probably would have, you know, been, doing what I'm doing right now a little earlier, but that that's okay. God puts you where you, you know, where he wants you when you're ready. Throughout the album, you know, there's the songs like like the beginning of life after you get out of high school, you know, you just gotta jump in and and go for what you want, go for your dreams. And one thing, don't ever give up on them. Even if you're just an artist that likes to paint, paint in your basement, paint in a little studio. If you're, you know, like a, a sports person that wants to go um, you know, if you're afraid to leave your family or whatever and go to some kind of sports camp, don't be. You know, you'll you'll love it. Just just go and get out of your box. That's sort of the, the start of the album. Throughout the album, it's like growing up. You know, it's it's having fun with your friends and going out drinking. And it's about heartbreaks. You know, everybody has those. And, you know, there's a reason why things don't work out, you know, with those relationships. It's about um, the song. The first song that we um, we released was a song titled "The Song You Can Drink a Beer To," and it's about um, you know you always need a song to drink a beer to, be it a celebration at a wedding, or you're celebrating um, the end of a work day, or the end of the work week, or celebrating um, you know something with your family. Um, you need a song to drink a beer to, and on the other hand, you know, there's sad situations and it's like, you know, maybe someone passed away or you lost a job or maybe someone's moving away that you really love that, you know, they're not going to stay. And 
either way, you need a song to drink a beer to. So that's why we released that one as the first single, which is available on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon and all your music, music media sites. And as the, so that was the, like I said, the first uh, uh, release. And as the CD goes on, it talks about, um, you know, having faith in God and um, knowing that, I mean, you may go through some things in your life that, you know, you think, oh, how can I get through this? Or maybe you lost a job or you lost um, maybe a relationship didn't work out. Then you find that special someone that you know why those other relationships didn't work out. You know, you find that, you know, your true love and, you know, God was getting you ready to find that person. Um, you know, you have to lose one song I wrote on here, which is a duet. I wanted it to be a duet with um, somebody else on the MTS label, Savannah Nider. So I asked her if she would um, go and, um, you know, do this as a duet. Like I said, I'm partial to duets. And um, she was on board. So my producer and I, we traveled down to Nashville because that's where Savannah lives and I met her and everything and we um, recorded that track actually in Nashwood Omni Studios and that was a really that was a cool just to go back to Nashville and be there but the problem was it was during the pandemic and when it first started so you know nothing was really open which was fine you know sort of you know stayed to myself other than going to the studio and I went out with Savannah and her her husband for dinner one night great girl uh, the song turned out great. It's called To Find Us. I can't wait for people to hear that. Then, um, you know, so the, the whole album is about life. You know, it's about everything that everybody goes through. So I think a lot of people will be able to, re you know, relate to all the songs on the album. And that, you know, that's sort of why I picked these songs for this album. It's about life you know, heartbreaks, losing life, going and having good times and having bad times. It's what everybody goes through. And still the album, like I said, we had 10 songs. I was just like, it doesn't seem, still doesn't seem appropriate for me to dedicate to my brother. And then um, Brian Cole, he said, you have to listen to the song. And he knows the story, you know, about my brother and what I wanted to do. And he played Tony Arata's song, um, Something Worth Remembering. And once I heard that song, I knew exactly what song was going to be first on the album and what song was going to be last. And Something Worth Remembering was going to be the last song because it, it sums it all up. It sums the whole album out. It just made it like, it's just like this light came on and it was like, wow. This song is about a life. You know, it could be my life, my brother's life, other people's life out there. And something worth remembering, that song being written by Tony Arada and me, you know, I, uh, one of my influences is Garth Brooks. And I said, this is just as perfect. You know, so I really believe God gave me that song to put on this album. And I said, it's the, it's the best title for this whole album, something worth remembering. You know, you have to remember it's a lifetime. And that song actually, something worth remembering, is about you're going to go through hard times. You're going to go through good times. You know, you may have an addiction that you you need to you need to beat an addiction, or you have to always strive to be a better person. 
and being the best person that you can be and do good for others. And that's what my brother did. He did good for others. There's so many times that he would show up and have my back and I didn't even know he was even doing it. If I'd play like a rough, rowdy bar, I'm a little guy. He was a big guy. And, and uh, you know, he would show up. Oh, I showed up to, you know, hear you sing. But now I look back since he's gone. It's like the places he always showed up were the rowdy places. And I just think he was there to have my back. And and he, was, he used to do things for me and, and other people. He, he had a big heart. And, you know, and I look back now and, you know, those are the things I remember about him, all the good things. And it it just made it perfect to dedicate the whole album to him and um, to have Tony Arata write that song is amazing. So it was just, it's like one whole package and it's a life story of somebody. I just want, you know, people, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of things you've gone through or addictions or, or, you know, habits you need to, um, always strive to be the best person, you know, that God wanted you to be. And, and, you know, he, my brother made his mark on his, on his, on, on his world, on my heart, on my parents' heart, my brother, my other brother's heart, his friends and his girlfriend. And it, it, like I said, that song made the album. It just brought it all together like a package. Absolutely. Let's talk about Savannah because I was reading yeah. through your bio and it said that you were going to be, writing some stuff with her in the future as much as you can yeah, kind of talk um, about your collaboration. Yeah. We, um, like I said, I met Savannah the first time I, we recorded the song and we've been contacting each other back and forth. And um, like I said, she's amazing. So, you know, get on YouTube and um, Savannah Nider and um, her voice is just absolutely wonderful. We've been talking back and forth. And in fact, when, when I was down in Nashville, we said, we, you know, we should get together and write. So we've been talking and we've been throwing some ideas around. So hopefully we can um, do that. It's so easy to do it now. You don't even have to go and, you know, see each other with, you know, all the technology now. And, you know, we can just plan a time and do a Zoom meeting and, and write. But um, there's still nothing like being in Nashville. There's some kind of energy there, you know. Yeah, that we plan on doing that. So and there's some other uh, people I want to write with. Uh, my producer's going to... Um, set me up with a few people down in Nashville that he knows. And since I'm on a label now, it gives me a little bit more um, leverage, you know, to, to to write with some other people. And plus, I get to hear a little bit more of some of my current stuff. Uh, I wrote six of the songs in the album, and five of the songs are written by other writers like Danny Wells and um, Reba McIntyre's niece uh, wrote... Um, co-wrote a song you could drink a beer to so I have some pretty heavy writers on the album I debated on having just my songs and I said no I want to do something different this time I want to have um, some writers I just thought it would be a benefit to the album and give it a little bit more variety too and um, it definitely did that so I do plan on writing I never really wrote co-wrote with anyone before but I definitely want to do that I even have some um, some Christian ideas that I think are going to really, they're going to be great songs. So I have a couple of those I, I've been fooling with. So if I can get somebody else in there to co-write and uh, I just think it would bring, you know, more to the song and anything to make a song better, you know, as musicians, we all want to 
be better than what we are today. We want to be better tomorrow than what we are today. Doesn't matter if you're the greatest or not. I do have to mention one guy's name is named Adam Ernest. He's with um, Sony now, but he did all the music on on my latest album and um, some arranging too. And absolutely awesome guy, um, young guy. So he, you're going to be hearing a lot of him. Again, his name's Adam Ernest and. All the people I've worked with, I have so much respect for. And and Matt uh, Weston also, I don't know if you ever talked to him before. He's on the MTS records also. And um, he um, did some background vocals on this latest, uh, on the latest album too. So a lot of good people, you know, there's good people out there and people, you know, that believe in God and people that, um, you know, really care about other people. And it's awesome to find that group of people especially in the music business. I, I have so much uh, respect for all of them. Why don't you, I do this to every singer that I have on the show. Why don't you do a little acapella for us from the top track yeah. on your new album? Well, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> let me think. Um, any of them or let's see. I would like to hear something worth remembering because I know that's a near and dear song to your heart. You put me on the spot here, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't even remember it. the words. I'm like, holy shit. My mind just went completely blank. Um, uh, let me let me think about it. Okay, let's go into something else. I'll see what I can. My mind's completely blank, sir. <laughs> Uh, no problem. Well, while you're, thinking, while you're thinking about that, why don't you just give out contact information? How can people sure. connect with um, you and your social media and all that? Yeah, right. Um, I don't know when this, this program airs, but um, actually the album is coming out um, tomorrow, Friday, March 26th. So you'll get to hear all the songs, actually. So I'm, I'm so excited about that. I, I can't wait for people to hear you know, the songs that are on there, I've been sort of keeping them quiet to all the people that um, follow me. They've been hounding me like, you know, I want to hear your album. I want to hear, you know, you're not going to hear it till, till the day, you know, that's why we have a release, you know, so anticipation. My website is www.garyprattmusic.com. You will find all the links there to Spotify, iTunes, Snapchat, Pinterest. Um, you'll find all that information. Just click on the button on any of the pages and it'll take you right to those uh, those sites. Uh, also, there's a lot of um, different videos and pictures uh, of uh, my past work. Of course, none of the new stuff will be on there until after tomorrow, except for a song you can drink a beer to. You can uh, click on that link and it takes you right, right to the song on YouTube. Um, I'm really honored also that a song you could drink a beer to was actually number one in South uh, Africa on iTunes there for a while, and I'm really happy about that. Yeah, that's all all the information you know that um, I think you'll you'll find me. You put Gary Pratt, you know, country music singer. You're going to find a lot of reviews and and uh, news articles, and so um, you know, thanks to uh, the local press around here in Pittsburgh and and MTS Records, they've been really really been getting me out there. So. Absolutely. You got that song ready for us? You don't have to do the whole song. Just do a, a little bit for us, you know, maybe a chorus or something. 
Or you can do something you can drink a beer to. Do that one. Hard days are giving one day at a time, minute by minute, line by line. That's a little bit, anyhow. Yeah, that's good enough. You got any good. final Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, no problem. You got any final thoughts before we close it out? You know, I just want to thank you, um, you know, for taking the time. And next time we talk, I'm going to make sure I know all my songs, I think. That's the first time someone answered, asked me that, you know. So um, now now I learned something. So thank you. I, I love learning things. So, no, I just want to thank you and thank everybody that's been, you know, um, supporting me and and people that have been tuning into all the podcasts and radio shows and, and listen to what I have to say, you know. Um, Everything I, you know, say comes from the heart, you know, and that's what this album's about. And, you know, it comes from the heart and I just appreciate it. Please share it, you know, share your Spotify playlist with your friends, you know, put me on it. Follow me on Spotify and YouTube and, you know, check out my website. And any young people out there that want any, you know, you know, tips on different things. I've learned a lot this past year with this new project and, um um, I'd be happy to share with anybody. My my email is uh, garypratmusic at aol.com. So um, feel free to hit me up, okay? Absolutely. New album coming out tomorrow. Make sure you guys get it and tell a friend. Also, be sure to follow, rate, review, and share after listening to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Pratt. Thank you, guys. God bless. You guys get it and tell a friend. Also, be sure to follow, rate, review, and share after listening to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Pratt. Thank you, guys. God bless. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.